0: Welcome to Beyond Beckdale, the podcast about film and feminism. I'm your host, Contrera. This week, we're talking about lesbian cinema for LGBTQ month, which I think will just get in under the wire. It's not something I spend enough time talking about, probably because I'm straight and so sometimes I feel like it wouldn't be my place. But given this is Beyond Beckdale, with our name taken from a famous gay comic from an amazing graphic artist and storyteller, Alison Beckdale, we should be spending even more time looking at women in cinema and their relationship with one another. If you have gay characters on screen, then the chances are they'll be talking to each other about things other than a man, and therefore the film's passed the Beckdale test. I've asked Nick to join me, also a straight person, um, to talk about the history of lesbian cinema as interpreted through a number of films one we saw that is from the 60s and then a few that we saw that are much more up to date to compare and contrast how cinema seems to view lesbianism and whether there's any differences depending on the gender or the sexual identity of the filmmakers or the stars so hope you enjoy the conversation here it is Hi Nick, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm fine, thanks.
0: Um, have you been watching anything recently?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> which is?
1: Uh, which kind of, uh, loads of films, as it so happens.
0: What's the first thing that comes to mind? It doesn't have to be about this podcast.
1: Um, ooh, a good question. One I watched recently that I particularly liked. Did watch? Um, What's it called? Joan of Arc. The other week. The other day.
0: Well, that fits very well with Beyond Beckdale. Does it? Well, it's a a female female hero, (laughs) heroine. Yeah, Yeah. it's quite good. It's quite a good film. Yeah,
1: it's the one with um, the one that Victor Fleming did. The one with um, Ingrid Bergman.
0: Because there have been an awful lot of Joan of Arc.
1: Well, there's been a few. I know that. I know that much.
0: Have you seen them all?
1: I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, I don't
0: know if I've seen any. Yeah,
1: it's to be honest with you, it was all right, but yeah. Was she good? I think she was okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just not that great a film, in my view, but, um, you know. I think did, it's the last film he did, actually.
0: It, what's Victor Fleming uh, famous for? on the Wind for? and uh, oh. Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, that, just those, like, small pictures. Never yeah. heard of him. Did,
1: both of them did one year. Didn't do
0: well. Did he?
1: Yeah, good wow. year for him, 1939.
0: And then when did he make Joan of Arc? Uh, 48. Oh, so, and then, so nine years later. Mm.
1: He did other films in between, though. They don't, don't ask me mm. to tell you what they are, because mm. I don't know, but... Um, it, it looks like a
0: female heroine. It,
1: it's a very glossy yeah. film. It looks a bit like Gone with the Wind. It's like yeah. glossy. But well,
0: he's got Scarlett O'Hara yeah. and He's got Dorothy. Yeah, and now
1: yeah. he's got Joan of Arc.
0: Yeah, I suppose I can make a joke now about he is he a friend of Dorothy's because that's my do you know that's like an old fashioned thing that old people say about being gay. Oh yes,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, thought, I thought you were talking
1: about Victor Fleming, the specific. No, guy. no, no.
0: I was just making was like, a whoa, very okay. shit joke. Um, Because I wanted to do this episode of the podcast about LGBTQ films. Although, specifically, I want to focus on lesbian melodrama and how we think it might have changed over the years. Mm -hmm. And I don't do that much, necessarily, on the podcast directly about lgbtq focused content actually i think i'm a bit guilty of focusing more on heterosexual stories if there is a story where Mm -hmm. you have you know where that plays part of it yeah and i think that's obviously you know it's not just me it's the majority of films and tv shows that are made are, are kind of what we call um heteronormative Um, But I have looked at some, and I wanted to do something specifically because you and I have both seen quite a few films recently, and there have been some new films that have come out uh, with different types of focus on lesbian cinema. And the history of lesbian cinema is really long. There have been films about it, I think, almost as long as there has been the history of cinema. But I find that the films tend to focus specifically on the characters being gay, and not necessarily about them being gay as something, you know, that's just part of their personality. Yeah. Do you find the same?
1: Um, yeah, well, I, I, I think...
0: And I'm talking specifically here about lesbian cinema and not... Well, I don't know what we call it. Gay. I don't know how we, we separate between the genders. Gay, yeah, well, homosexual. I always think well, well, homosexual I, covers everybody. Well, it
1: you? does. I think it does, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think there's two Women, different, two different men. ways of doing it, really. I, th- I think you can just you can have a normalised story, but just have a homosexual relationship in it, and the other one, or the other one, is to focus on a specific issue that probably. Well, historically, at least, is is more encountered um, in a homosexual relationship than it would be in a heterosexual relationship, or and, is, and and focus specifically, yeah, and, indeed, yeah. and, and focus the yeah. story on that. that yeah. uh, and you get both, quite frankly. There's there's sort of an equal number yeah. of both films.
0: Got, and I want to start this before we start talking about the individual films. Um, we are both straight people, so we are looking at this solely. Few, through the lens of people who are straight, we're yeah. not gay, and so therefore things will resonate with us or hit us differently than if mm. we were gay. Yeah, you're not a lesbian, as far as I know. No, no. I'm you not. Do, you do like women, um, and so we need to kind of make that clear at the beginning because I'm not trying to speak for gay women, and
1: we may have a different. Uh, we're all well. We will almost certainly have a different take. On on the film as well.
0: Yeah. But I think that we're hopefully learned enough that we can look objectively at how things are portrayed Mm. and how the filmmakers and producers have decided to put lesbian stories on camera Yeah. uh, without that being anything to do with what a person's individual sexuality is and how that affects things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the the films that we've decided to look at are one from the past because it both hits quite hard when we watched it, and that's kind of what motivated me to start this episode. And then um, a few what would we say in the last 10, ten years? years? Yeah. yeah about um, and you know obviously we're skipping lots of films plus we're also skipping decades. I just think it was a good juxtaposition between Mm -hmm. what's happening now and what happened in the 1960s, which is where we'll start. Um, So I just, again, wanted to make that clear that we're not saying this is all of lesbian Mm -hmm. cinema. This is just some things that have have cried out to us that it would be quite good to explore. So with no further ado, I think the first film we should talk about is The Children's Hour. For God's sake, do
1: you expect me to give up my marriage? This is our lives you're playing with. That's very serious business for us. Can you understand that? I can understand that, and I can understand a great deal more. Yeah.
0: Which is directed by William Wyler, who is famous for
1: oh loads of stuff. I know a lot about William Wyler.
0: Yes, you've watched a lot of his movies. Ben Hur is his most famous well Best saying. Years of Our
1: Lives as well which, Mrs Miniver loads of which films which all won Oscars didn't mm. they all were nominated those three those three all won Best Film Oscar and
0: The Children's Hour I believe was it nominated? Wasn't, no, for it Oscars. wasn't. It's um, not even nominated. No,
1: not for best film, anyway.
0: No, no, but I just mean performance. Uh, yes, I believe like I believe
1: one or two performers yeah. were nominated. Yeah. Because this
0: is a very performance heavy film and it was made in 1961, yeah. I believe. Can you summarise The Children's Hour? I briefly? can. Uh,
1: but before I do, I should oh. probably just put a bit, a tiny fraction of background into it. Um, it, okay. it, and the reason why because I think it's quite an, an interesting background I wouldn't normally do this yeah. but it's it's based on a play by uh, Lillian Hellman
0: so a female playwright
1: yeah and she wrote this in 1934 um, so
0: that's a good, like, yeah. yeah, nearly 30 years before it, it was, was
1: pretty controversial at the time yeah. as one might imagine mm-hmm. um, it was then adapted into a film bar- called uh, well, by William Wyler
0: Oh, a previous film. A
1: previous film yeah. he did in 1936. He changed the title to These Three, and I think it's because the title itself was deemed to be controversial. Uh,
0: well, we'll get to that because I don't even understand the title, well, um, so thank
1: you. Um, <laughs> probably important to note about that original film is um, all the elements of homosexuality were sort of removed uh, oh. and replaced with heterosexual relationships. So does that mean there
0: were...
1: It was a love triangle between, effectively, two women and a man.
0: Ah! Okay. So this yep. this nineteen sixty one version yeah. is
1: is much more is pretty faithful to the play, mm-hmm. actually.
0: What did you think of the Children's Hour?
1: Um, what did I think? It's a. I I I don't really know. Um, is, is the truth? I'm not quite sure what I really think about it. Um.
0: Great for podcasting.
1: Uh, Well, no, I only say that because I've watched a lot of William Wyler films, and and I don't think it's one of his best, let's put it that way. But it's not a bad film.
0: Can you tell me about... Sure. ...The Children's Hour? You were saying something earlier. What was I saying? About... He changed the title. Yeah. Why is that title gay? (laughs) Or incorrect?
1: Um, I'm not... I'd be lying if I said I fully understood why why it was so controversial. Um, I think that, that there's well, there is a point in the film, I suppose, about that that is made about that um, the homosexuality in the film isn't isn't entirely perceived to be bad, but there's this element of children being involved and, and their exposure to children being teachers. As, as the critical element of it, I would so, say. So,
0: calling to mind that it's one step away from paedophilia.
1: Uh, sort of, but then... Because it's
0: a girls' school, ma- female teachers. Yeah. You know I mean, I wonder if things would be different. But it's confused
1: if... when you think about it, because that would insinuate that, you know, um, if, if the teachers were male, that somehow that the the... the, the, the... The, the girl students would be in danger.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they'd have to make it as in the teachers were male, they were gay, and, all the, and it was yeah. male, and it was a boys boarding school. Well, I
1: think it's a throwaway concept, which is, um, you know, that we can't, we can't have homosexuality around our children. It's, mm-hmm. it's that, which is obviously quite a dated concept. Um, I'm also not sure about what I necessarily thought of the moral messaging behind the film. Yeah. Um, I
0: think that's why I wanted to talk about this film because I think it's very damaging and must have been horrible for people who were gay of the time mm. because it suggests that to be called gay is a slur on your character.
1: Mm. Well, it's... (sighs)
0: Sort of. Slander just means you're called something that isn't true. But only legally, as far as I'm aware, it has to cause damage. Yeah. So that's suggesting that they're not gay, but they're called gay and that it damages their reputation, which to some extent it does because all the kids get pulled out of the school. Yes, it
1: does. It, it, It ultimately results in the closure of the school.
0: But there's another layer, which is... That it's bad to be gay, and it would naturally lead to. Yeah, I
1: think I think the moral messaging yeah. behind that is 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 a little bit tricky. I, I don't. I think the, it's
0: downright wrong. Well, but anyway. the, the
1: reason why I struggle <laughs> with it a bit is because I, I think if you're going to do a film about that, I, I probably should say that one of the reasons why the 1930s film had its title changed and why all the genders were messed around is because of the the strength of the the Hays Code at the time.
0: Yes, uh, but the Hays Code wasn't the Hays in Code.
1: Well, it was sixty one. It was, but okay. it had been. I I would call it. Significantly weakened by this point, to whereby you, you know a lot more was possible. However, if you're going to do a film about this um, in a positive light, yeah, you're going to have to make it progressive in some way. Um, and it's
0: been nearly thirty years, so has since he made his yeah. since Weiler made his earlier yeah, but, version.
1: And I think I think its messaging isn't particularly progressive. I think no. it's almost the opposite. And, and this is why when I was watching it, I kept thinking, what what good does this film do? What does it make? You know, th- you know, does it advance any particular social course? It no, I don't think it does. I think it actually uh, does the opposite. It regresses, it regresses a, li- it, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I and I kept thinking, well, well, why? What, what's what's the point of the film here?
0: Well, let's interrogate interrogate that argument. Yeah, so. There are different ways of looking at this One The film suggests that it isn't bad To be gay And that the main characters are disgusted by it Including McLean particularly Seemingly being so disgusted By her own nature When it reveals itself To her Which is strange in itself um, that she commits suicide rather than go on being what she may be considered a pariah of su- society, <sighs> or maybe she thinks Audrey Hepburn's character doesn't love her Well, back. yeah,
1: I think that's left open to interpretation. Yeah. It, it could certainly be interpreted as that she is disgusted with herself and that's why she does it. It could be that it's unrequited love for Aud- uh, um, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Um, which,
0: which, let's face it, in heterosexual relationships, there have been conveyed on screen people who kill themselves when they yeah, aren't able yeah, to be with the person yeah. they but love.
1: But she, she does, at various points in the film, she even says, she, you know, she, she's quite damning towards um, homosexuals, in, in, you know, in, verbally at yes. least. In other words, the idea of her being accused of that. Is is a pretty big insult as far as she's concerned, and and it's things like well, that. Well, that's
0: the whole thou doth protest too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah? But it's things, Argument? but it's
1: things like that that make me think. Well, what, what, what cause is being advanced here exactly? Well,
0: that's one side. So we've looked at one side. The other side is that. And this is... God, I hate this. Every episode of the podcast now, I seem to mention Joker. I don't know why it's just stayed (laughs) with me, because it's just it's such a film that that provokes so much. So I'm going to have to mention Joker again, but I'll call this the Joker argument, which is, if you put on screen people behaving in a way which is not good for a cause, are you actually furthering the cause because you are putting something writ large... So that people can have a discourse about it. Because I'm sure at the time, lots of people came out and said, look how disgraceful the characters are behaving. Look how ridiculous it looks to hate your own nature well, or to call it... Slum- well, how, how
1: about this? If I'm, if I'm a white supremacist and I make a film about white supremacy
0: yeah.
1: um, that is blatantly racist, am I advancing uh, the cause no, no, of no, anti-racism to, there? You'd
0: have to film where you're a white supremacist. Is is this not American History X? Because I don't know, because I haven't seen that film, I don't think. You make a film where you're a white supremacist who has a friend who's black, and then you kill yourself because you realise that you want to be friends with your black friend, and your white supremacist buddies and family and what have you won't allow you to do that. Is that not the direct comparison? It's about... It's about cultural sensitivity and how you don't fit within cultural norms.
1: But I think in that particular case, you're you are advancing the cause because if you kill yourself or whatever it happens to be, or if you if you change your ways in the film, um, then then yes, you're advancing the cause. But I think in this particular case, with the children's hour, it it doesn't really do that. That that you could read it, I suppose, a certain way. When I
0: watched it, I was shocked. So can you not translate the shock into I cannot believe she felt this strongly that she couldn't go on? And that shock is the impetus. Mm. Look, I want to make it clear that I agree with you. And when I watched it, I was kind of disgusted that the film was made. I think it's so... In fact, I actually think McLean is is the worse, is the bigger offender, which makes more sense if she then realises she's gay. I actually think Hepburn, all the way through it, her character is very non-judgmental of everybody. But I think her character is a little bit more self-assured in who she is. Which, you know, for all of us who live in a society which promotes heterosexuality as the best, is a privilege we have. Well, yeah. yeah, She's an indicator of having that privilege. But then she also splits up with her fiancé for no good reason. I just kept thinking, is it because she's gay? Because she doesn't say she doesn't love him. Well, her
1: reason, well, her reason for splitting up with him oh, is... Oh, is
0: he'll never trust her? Yeah,
1: or he yeah. doesn't fully believe her when she says, I'm not gay.
0: Or, or no, she'll, she'll never accept, she'll never believe he'll believe her. Well, I believed him. <laughs> or it's a trust it's a
1: trust issue. You know, yes, I I, I say something, you 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 don't yes. believe me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, therefore, it, therefore I'm not marrying you. But it's
0: a backwards trust issue. A trust issue would ordinarily be, let's say, a married couple, one has an affair, yeah. and the one who's cheated on never trusts the person again. In yeah. the children's hour, the person who has theoretically done something wrong, perhaps been in love with another woman the whole time. Is the person who turns to the male character and says, I can't trust that you trust me? It's a very strange conceit. Well, w- w-
1: the, it, no, what it is, is, is the question is, do you? the question that um, James Garner is asking, I don't think he even does ask, no, I'm not, not sure he actually directly it. asks hmm. it, but it's are you gay that, that's that's fundamentally no, she
0: says, ask me ask me yeah. um, and then he goes oh yeah you... oh, he doesn't say that because that would be too progressive yeah. to say um, gay.
1: But, ulti- but ultimately um, <laughs> he doesn't really believe the answer so so he...
0: oh you see no i think this is completely different i think he totally believes her but she doesn't believe he believes her, because
1: uh, okay. she says
0: <laughs> she says no matter what you say, and he goes, but I believe you. I know it's not true. She says, but no matter what you say, oh. he, it, basically for her, she's pissed off that he had to ask. Well, even though she yeah, forced yeah, him into the... Yeah. It's very Audrey Hepburn's character is very strange. But she does
1: act, and she does act in a way that's sort of. Not not particularly decisive one way or the other. No, exactly. I think, if Um, anything,
0: she is a bisexual character. Yeah, conceivably. Yeah, Um, but but I do think, but I do
1: think that James Garner is is the the, the reason that ultimately fails. um, Is it's not that he can't. Yeah, it is trust, really. But but it's 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 a a sort of thing of I'm telling you, I love you, and this is Audrey Hepburn talking. I'm telling you, I love you, Mm. and I want to get married. But you don't seem to believe, or you you sense that something happened between me and Shirley MacLaine, Even though I'm telling you that it didn't.
0: But he says to her. Yeah, but I, I think believe you. Yeah,
1: but I think that smacks of desperation. By then. They're, they're
0: engaged for like two years and then nothing ever happens. Yeah. she constantly. Well, that that of
1: course that yeah. of course feeds into this whole idea of why why because James kind of desperate to get married to her, really wants to get married to her.
0: Understandably, because it's, he probably wants and to have it's, sex and it's with her.
1: her. <laughs> and it's her that's delaying it for for one yes. reason or another. Uh, and I think all of that. Sort of feeds into the idea of well, maybe she does have feelings for Shirley MacLaine. Maybe
0: he's pro polygamy because he's always like Shirley mcclain can come with us. We'll go to another city, yeah. and make a new start. She can come too. We'll all live together. And I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, because
0: that might be because one, he's into polygamy, probably not. Two, <laughs> he understands that they have a relationship of a loving, sexual nature, and he's he's okay to put up with it, uh, which we'll talk about in another film in the future and um or or three he doesn't believe yeah that they're in love with each other but he believes they treat each other like sisters and that audrey f- feels obligated mm. towards MacLaine, yeah we should also character.
1: probably point out that there is there is constant tension between uh, james garner and, and Shelley mclean particularly from Shelley mclean to him which is l- largely born out of jealousy
0: yes but we think throughout the film it's because she loves him and then you work out at the conclusion it's because she loves her in a romantic way. yeah
1: conceivably I think it's it, it, everything's hinted at in yes. this film. It, there's not a lot of lot really to go off uh, in terms of
0: well the ambiguity can be seen as a positive or a negative. You know it's it's more negative looking at that film from what is it eighty years ago? God is it eight, it's eighty years ago this year. No, no 60. sixty years ago I can't count. Sixty years ago this year. Um. Looking at that film, like I was, like visibly upset by the things I saw and the way they talked about how bad it was. To be yeah, I lesbian. think.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of the problem, isn't it? Is is I don't.
0: Well, in a way, it's good that things have moved on. <laughs> well, it is, but I,
1: I I don't I don't have a problem with. Um, uh, Films being sort of um seeming a bit dated, their social message seeming a bit dated by by monster. I don't have a ne- a necessarily. Oh, well, War* well, it,
0: well, it probably was the. Cult song,
1: uh, I, I don't necessarily yeah. have a, an overarching problem with that. Yeah. But I think when you're going to make a film, um and you're going to sort of try and you, you, you're you're trying to do, you, you know, you have to ask yourself what is your point to start with. It's a bit like if I was to compare it to something like, for example, *The Defiant Ones*. Uh, where there is uh, you, you know, think there's
0: a potential where there is, um, homoerotic relationship well, well, between no no
1: no I'm just saying a white man yeah. and a black man chained together being almost treated as equals and so on and so forth that, that, equally
0: that, bad criminals yeah but
1: <laughs> but but the point the point being is there is that it transcends a racial boundary yes um, which is fine. So it's it's progressive. My point about The Defiant Ones is it's progressive. Yes. This, this film, Children's Hour, I, I just don't think it is. I think it's regressive, even by the standards of 1961.
0: Well, let me ask you another question then. Before The Defiant Ones, had there been lots of films where people of colour were racially prejudiced against I don't need you to answer the answer is there were tons
1: yeah, and, the problem and is
0: there weren't many with showing lesbianism Yeah. Well, so in order to get this into the public discourse you start with the vilification of it and then you move towards the acceptance is the children's hour I know 61 is quite and they're probably films earlier than that which I find particularly I suspect European cinema which I think is a lot better than American cinema was but I For me, I think that I am not condoning the message of this film in any way, but I think it's insightful in the debate about what is culturally acceptable to see a film where that was what was culturally acceptable at the time, which was lesbianism was illegal and you could take someone to court for calling you gay. Yeah. So if you are gay or if you are straight or if you are an accepting ally of the time, you will see that film and say that isn't how it is. But until you put that on screen, we should be moving straight towards hmm. gay-friendly films, but hmm. I just don't think lesbianism is explored in cinema I, in I, any I just, kind of rational, non-sexual
1: way. I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. um, is that the mere... The mere Appearance of uh, gay characters in film is is it by its nature progressive. No, is that not. What no, you're saying? I'm one no. step on. No, right.
0: Okay. I'm saying a character on screen calling out another character and acting prejudicial towards them, right. i.e. being homophobic, is one step onwards because in every film you or most films you have an antagonist or you have someone who's the big bad or the person you don't like the problem with the children's hour is that they're all guilty of the crime when they're also the victims
1: yeah i think my my problem with it is probably a lot more simple than that Mm. and it it, i could it, it goes like this um homosexuality equals evil as far as that film is concerned, in my view, it just, just in my view.
0: Evil or frowned upon in society, and therefore it makes you non like it's like a non uh, biblical person, it makes you irreligious. I think, well,
1: I'm, I'm using I think evil's I'm, I'm, going
0: quite far. I'm, 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 not, I'm
1: just using evil as, as a generic term, not, not a religious one, I'm just yeah. using it as a generic one. Yeah. A bad would be a more. Well, um, what
0: I think the bigger problem um, is is that it, it suggests that being gay is equal to paedophilia.
1: Yeah, it does that as well. I yeah. think that's part that's, of it. For me,
0: is the bigger problem. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There is that, and there is that child that child element to it. Yeah. But then, but then again, I come back to my very, very start point, which is why make a film that 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 does that line that goes homosexual equals bad. What? Why? Why do that? How? It, it it can't really do any good.
0: But what happens if that was how people felt at the time? Um, like I feel like I'm I'm taking the other side, condoning it. I'm not. I'm just saying. There must be other examples, for example, races. Racism is the, is the easiest one to look at. And sexism to a certain extent as well. When a woman didn't have a job, she just looked after the family. Or if a black person had a job in Middle America, it was as someone's slave or servant. Yeah. That was normality, which is in itself an unconscious bias and um, discriminative. So this is, you know, this is an example of that was what, many people felt well, at the time well
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That this, that I would like to now say shockingly to this audience of the podcast yeah. that I think everyone should watch this film it is a good film I think <laughs> this film is a really good it film it is a good film yeah. Yeah, yeah but one of the reasons is that the vast majority of the cast are women talking to women about issues that affect women mm. so if we're arguing the alternative if it takes like a anti-homosexual message to get that on camera at that time Mm. then i think we have to take that i think you're looking back with rose-tinted spectacles about all the other gay films that were being made at the time and all the other films starring women Mm. talking to other women like this is bechdel like blasting oh i,
1: I think it, it the yeah women are, yeah the, yeah sorry I mean, the
0: male characters are almost incidental except for well and even james garner's character isn't that important Well, he's not he,
1: he's a he's he, he's definitely secondary he's to, a catalyst uh, yeah, for yeah. certain and, uh, and and i think you're right i think there is a you know to see that many to see that with women on screen you know dominating it to that extent yeah and
0: I just said it's about women's issues, but I'm going to backtrack now because it's about universal issues. It doesn't matter that they're women, except to the extent that they're, you know, it could have been a gay film. Couldn't it have been all men? Uh, it had to be about homosexuality.
1: I think I think the tone may have changed slightly at that point because, um, I, I don't know how to, how to say this, but um, I think two women being in charge of a girls' school is sort of fundamentally less or or would appear to have the audiences at the time to have been less threatening to then say two men being in charge of a boys school
0: well you say that from that perspective but the alternative perspective is what jobs were women businesses could women manage themselves in the 60s and the answer is not many they were independent women okay you know their, their business is what fueled their lives which allowed them to live their lives the way they were which is getting until their whatever they are 20s 30s i don't know how old they are kind of late 20s maybe
1: I'm guessing, yeah, in the film, yeah.
0: to even deal with their own sexuality. And they're only having to do that because of the pressing concern of marriage and children. Yeah. Another part we haven't mentioned uh-huh. is Audrey Hepburn's desire to have a baby. Yeah, So she, that, that yeah. comes up in the film all the way through. Yeah. And you get the impression that she uses that, uh, you know, if she's... um debating it internally which of course we'd never see on screen she's using that as a debate to go with James Garner because Shirley yeah. MacLaine is not going to give her a baby there are no test tube babies or IVF happening at this point well, yeah, yeah. if you if you're and, and that's another thing that's a strictly female issue which is this desire to have a child she, which I know men have as I, well she does at some point
1: she does at some point even say that she she wants to get married and have, and have, have a family and all this yeah but stuff. it seems
0: to be a little bit more on having a family and because she kept saying i want to have a child straight away do you remember because james garner says we're going to move yeah. to this place and i'm going to have to establish a new job after all the court case and then she's like no i want the baby now and you can tell that she's moving her affections towards having the family yeah it is actually not about him and i'm not entirely sure it ever was the more i think about this film the more i think it's sh- it's trojan horsing a gay love story with two characters who don't even know they're gay until the very end because society tells them that it's practically impossible for them to be gay I, I, and you know be what? Happy. Do you know
1: what? I would feel differently about the film, uh, morally speaking, mm-hmm. if Shirley MacLaine was shown a little bit more sympathy. Um By Audrey Hepburn. No, just in general. If if the film itself treated her a little bit more sympathetically and that she was a little bit more um, uh, believing in her cause... So to speak, but
0: that's but that's the message um, of the film. You've really nailed it on the head. She killed herself because she had been told by society that who she was was fundamentally or, wrong. Well,
1: did she, or did she believe it? Did she genuinely think, feel that way? It, it's not. It, it's too. We'll, ambi- we'll never be able to tell. It's, it's a little too ambiguous to me for that. Um, I think you're
0: talking from a position of privilege again. I think when I think straight people. Living in a straight society have never had to doubt whether they're following the right path. But I'm guessing in the 60s, just coming out of the code era, um, it, as a woman, y- y- you were told to have children. Yeah, you I'm sure. You were told sure. to get married Yeah, you definitely and have were. Children. Yeah,
1: you definitely were. You, you
0: weren't even, you know, in, in some areas of society, lesbianism <clears throat> wasn't even believed to be possible. Like a woman could not be sexually attracted to another woman. So I think i think it's easy for you to say that because we've never had to wrestle with society telling us at large that who we are isn't the norm
1: um yeah but yeah but, yeah, but you got yeah, but, to remember you're seeing this through the the lens of a camera so you're the, saying
0: william Wyler's not y- yeah
1: so it, it's, yeah. it's it's not yeah, yeah. It, it's just a portrayal of it it doesn't have to be much and but it but it has to be a, a point what, just a, just a sentence or two of Shirley MacLaine saying something like, "I, you know, I'm not going to apologise for who I am." Now, if if she, but
0: if, she kills herself.
1: Yeah, but now if she ends up killing herself because society won't accept her, then the message that you take at that point is, mm. you know, mm,
0: she
1: she's killing it, it, yeah. it, it is is well, maybe society got it wrong there. I, I, you know, you, you, you would be a bit more sympathetic. But the the way that the the, the story plays out, in my view, yeah. is she is treat she treats herself. Yes. With disdain. Yes. But not, not sort of, I think to, to then insinuate that it's society that sort of governed her down that path. Maybe that's true, maybe it's not, but it's too ambiguous.
0: Yeah, you're looking completely within the scope of cinema and the film itself. I'm saying with wider reading, there were many, many people who killed themselves. I no doubt it. I have no doubt it. Because of that. I have no and doubt And so it. whether the film shows that or not, it I think... But it,
1: shouldn't it be sympathetic at that point to that? If, if that's the point of the film, because I don't think it is.
0: Does a director owe it to the world to be sympathetic? Well, no, he I do- cannot believe well, no, I'm arguing no, this. Well, point. no, he doesn't.
1: He doesn't. But then one questions my very start of the point. Why make the movie? What's the point of the film? And it seems to me to be regressive, not progressive.
0: Or to just say how it was.
1: Um, Just pos-
0: because there was a gay woman who wrote the play in the '30s who was confident enough in herself, it does not mean that 30 years later that Hollywood had no, gotten there. I- Although you hear about a lot of people, well, of, you know, uh, non. Well,
1: I mean, heterosexual persuasion. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah it. The truth is, I, I don't know to tell you the truth about that. But what what I do think is that if you if you're going to go down this path, you're yeah. going to make this movie then you're either reaffirming the status quo or you're being progressive. It's one or the other.
0: Yeah, and you're saying he's, and I, and he's I, reaffirming and the I'm status quo. And I'm saying he's reaffirming. Um, yeah. and
1: so it, it, it just makes me think, hmm, I'm not sure what the motivations were there.
0: I'd like to end it by saying, whatever Wyler's motivations were, I think that the film is worth watching...
1: It's a good film, isn't it? Yeah, I mean because
0: I... of the female performances, because of what it says about homosexuality at the time, and the seriousness with which the characters take those admissions. I, I mean... I'm...
1: Yeah, my I, I agree. It is a good film. Um, I don't think William Wyler makes, makes bad films, quite frankly, so I'd always say watch it.
0: I just think it's quite important as well. It doesn't matter what your personal view is, and our shared personal view is that it it takes a despicable view. Yeah, but, but the should, characters hate themselves. Do you know
1: what? I, I should just also say, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody watched that film and came up with a different, wholly different conclusion.
0: Exactly, yeah, um, and that's the beauty of cinema. That's is. why we talk always about is. it. always is. But I do recommend the Children's Hour, and you know, try and go into it with an objective frame of mind. But if you're upset by its depiction, no one would blame you as a viewer.
1: Or maybe you'll think it's totally forward-thinking. So, well,
0: yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. Hey, bud, don't be back I late. Know. I know, I know. Come give us a hug before you go. Hugs. Hug her. That's what she's there for.
1: Have you thought more about making
0: that call? That could really hurt moms' feelings.
1: How can you not be curious about it?
0: Each of my moms had a kid
1: with your sperm? Like in both
0: of them. Uh-huh, like in gay. Right on. Uh-huh. Cool,
1: I, I, uh, I love lesbians.
0: So the next movie we saw, we're now skipping forward let me get my things right. Fifty years,
1: about yeah.
0: Yeah, so I'm just going. So children's hour was the past, and we're now in the present to recent past. In 2010, Lisa Chodlengo made a film called "The Kids Are All Right." What did you think of "The Kids Are All Right"?
1: I think it's a. I I, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was a, a very well made, well constructed film. Um, what I would say about it, um, I, I don't think. I think sort of lesbianism is sort of incidental to the film a little bit. I think I, I, that doesn't make it a bad film. It, it it it's just not particularly totally focused on that. Mm-hmm. I think if if you were to substitute um, Annette Bening and Julianne Moore out for a heterosexual couple, you could pretty much have the same plot. Um, which means what the film's really about is the the strains of a, of a relationship over a long period of time and, um, and how little things can cause that to break down. Um, still a good film for that, you know, it's still a good story for that reason. Um, um, but yeah, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, what did you think? I,
0: I liked it. I don't necessarily think I agree with you that it's the same as another film with, for example, like a heterosexual couple. No. I think the whole point of it is the fact that these two characters are blazing the trail in a world which has accepted them in a way that The Children's Hour has not. Yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying about how they never seem to come up against any bias, but they live in L.A., which I think is a lot more of an acceptable place than many places still in America today, and this was 2010. And they've obviously been together for a long time. So it's different to the children's hour in the sense that we don't know if there are any struggles at the beginning of their relationship. They're very settled and very confident in their sexual identity. Yeah. But I think the fact that, spoiler alert, Julianne Moore's character has an affair with a man is what makes it different
1: yeah you you yeah there is yeah you're probably right there that it does bring a slightly different element to the equation
0: and i think it's been criticized for that because definitely sections of the gay community at the time the film came out because it was very highly regarded it was nominated for best picture um, and acting awards Uh, uh, those sections said why did why did it have to have Mark Ruffalo's character in there that she has an affair with because doesn't that suggest that every lesbian actually wants to be with a man yeah you know, yeah. Actually I, bisexual. yeah I think I think
1: I think that's a fair criticism as well
0: it could have been another woman but I suppose that wouldn't work with the narrative of the film which is that this man enters their life and becomes part of their social circle and their family mm. because of the nature of of his relationship with them and the children. I think that the similarity with The Children's Hour, of which there's not much, is that there is definitely a focus on family above romantic love. I think that, as you were saying earlier, uh, Julianne Moore and Annette Benning's characters are, have been in a relationship for like 20 years or so, and so therefore they have the comfortable but not necessarily sexy, romantic love of two people in a long-term relationship. And even when Moore's character has the affair, it does seem to be of a sexual nature. I don't think you really see them... Talking much. In fact, I'd probably have that as a criticism of the film, or or maybe it's not. Maybe maybe I need to check myself. But I was going to say, is it a criticism because you don't see any relationship developing with them before they just have at it, or is that in itself a gender bias that I have, where women definitely on screen normally fall in love with characters because they 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 think the same way, whereas men sometimes on screen. Fall in love with someone because they look the same way.
1: Well, you've got you've got
0: Oh, sorry, not the same way. Like, go well, and a, attractive.
1: Well, you've got Mark Ruffler, who's basically um a, 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 has a sort of driftery quality to him that um He's pretty
0: alpha male. maybe not alpha male, but he's very um batch he's a batch.
1: Yeah, and he's very sort of easygoing as as well. Um And
0: doesn't it, seem to need a long-term partner. You no,
1: know, and um and I I think for him um it's it's um just a sexual attraction. Now, I think for Julia Moore, it, it actually is as well. it, it, it Or, yeah, exactly. or, or, at least, or at least it's it's just a kind of um, it's a fling built on a bit of excitement more than anything else. Even though she knows she's jeopardizing uh, jeopardizing her family at the time, which
0: often is the case with the yeah, affairs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, ultimately, it's Mark Ruffalo who who wants to make it more serious, but but in a slightly unplanned and, you know, you, th- you think to yourself, well, where are you going with this? Because I- I'm-, I'm not sure there's a future for you and her, but... Well,
0: there's uh... two things here. <clears throat> One is that bad filmmaking and Chodlenko didn't do a good enough job of making him believable enough that he loved her because I think she tries because he gets rid of all his other girlfriends and he says he wants to make a go of it with her but the problem is we don't know enough about him to know whether that's one thing he says. yeah
1: well I well I I don't think he's I mean he might well feel that at Mm -hmm. at the time but you get the feeling that it's gonna gonna that's not gonna last give fast forward six Mm -hmm. months and he might feel a bit differently He's, he's a little bit too sort of Flighty for me for that. We well,
0: certainly hasn't proved it yeah. in the past. But um, my second issue, yeah. uh, which I think is is what I I'm most intrigued by in this film, is there is a definition. There, sorry, there is a discussion on sexuality and gender. So going back to Julianne Moore's character wanting to have the affair, in some ways they make it look like she just wants to see a penis. There's definitely a lot about... She makes comments about... You know, we know that, they, that there's a scene where they have a dildo, so they definitely... Um, her and Annette Benning's characters definitely have, like, penetrative sex. And then it's about her actually wanting, you know, some kind of biological need to have sex with a man. And I think that's hinted at. I wouldn't want to, you know, put words in the mouths of, of the filmmakers. But there, there's that. And then also, there's what you were saying earlier, which is the kind of clinical way she goes about it. Normally, a woman is portrayed on screen when she falls in love, you know, normally with a man, but sometimes with another woman, as romantic, Yeah. as, oh, we talk, we go for walks, they take me for treats, blah, 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 that kind of thing and then they fall for them, and then the sexual aspect comes later. And Moore's character, it, it just isn't like that at all. She, she doesn't really know what she wants. She's very confused about everything, which, which, you know, does kind of work, I suppose, with the bi-narrative, although it's a bit offensive, isn't it? Just because you have sex with more than one gender, it doesn't mean you're confused about life. But she just, she doesn't develop a rapport Enough on screen for me to warrant jumping into bed with him for love. Romantic love Yeah, and I
1: don't think it's insinuated that she does do it for that reason either. But I'm
0: saying that's not something you get with women on film. Certainly not... Nowadays, it's a lot better. But maybe even in 2010. uh, But maybe 2000, I don't think there was enough. You know, a woman was called a slut if she just had sex with a man because she fancied them. Mm. There's a whole added dynamic about her having sex with one person this kind of goes back to your point about long-term relationships and family um you know a lot of when you try and realistically portray an affair or the breakdown of a relationship on screen uh, especially a long-term relationship you often have this idea of like you know there's a dullness and a boringness in the current relationship and the person who the person has an affair with it represents something fun and different that they're missing in their lives and in the kids are all right I, I I don't know how that's well I think it portrayed. is
1: I, I think I, well, I mean I, I think it is portrayed that way because I think I think all Julia Moore really is doing is just saying I'm a bit bored of 20 years of the same person I, I love my family and uh but but ultimately that this opportunity presents itself and, it, and I think it's just Pure sex more than anything else, but
0: but but there's a, there's a frisson because it's a man. Well, and yeah, she doesn't you, you could say, you, yeah yeah. I mean, the
1: thing is, you could say you could say um, that there's an insinuation that she somehow needed a man, maybe. But but that's uh, that's
0: a negative point. Yeah, of view, it, it, I, it, it I is, is a
1: negative a point fair, of view. It's, a fair it's point. A, I think I think I, I do as well. I think it's a reasonable observation. Mm. Um, you you could have had it be a woman, I suppose, um, and have it be the same thing like that. Um, but ultimately, yeah, you're right. She's not really falling in love with with anybody. But but that but I don't mind that because I think it's a hell of a lot more realistic in terms of the way affairs can happen.
0: It's very similar. She is similar to the Audrey Hepburn character in the sense that it seems in these gay stories that, that there's always one party who is somewhat confused about who they are, and I think that's a bit offensive to the gay community or to the B in LGBT because it, it's like the the, the thing is Benning's character never says she, she says oh it had to be him didn't it I don't believe she says oh it had to be a guy she is pissed off that more has the affair with the man who's the father of the children because i suppose there's a narrative there that benning's character is the you know the more traditional male role yeah i'm getting into stereotypes i do not like about lesbians that i you know i don't want to say in any way i agree with but i think they are out there which is that you know you have a more butch alpha type in every couple and i think that the that's where that bit was going. It seemed to be less that he was a man per se, because it seems to me that everyone had accepted maybe that more was by. Mm. It's just you don't need to talk about it, because you've been married to someone who's a yeah, woman for well, 20 years.
1: well, the way I read that was he's... Um, is- of all the people, of all the things that you could have done, of all the biggest threats that Annette Benning faces—the mm. biological father, you know yes. her, her wife having an affair with that with the biological father of her children—the one thing
0: she can't give—yeah—is
1: it, it is a pretty is a, is yeah. a knife in the side like no other in a way.
0: But that's because of a narrative about her being the more manly. Because is, the thing is about it, 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 they both had a child. From is,
1: it, him. is it? Is it? Is it? Or is it? Or is it? A just if anybody could just the way I read this is that if anybody could just walk in and replace Annette Benning, then it potentially could be Mark yeah, Ruffalo being the, the biological father. Yeah. I mean, it's, he couldn't really because he, it, his character isn't—you know—he isn't that kind of person.
0: But Benning is the she's the breadwinner. Yeah, she's the one who seems to have yeah. a solid job. She's a she's a doctor, mm. and more goes from job to job. Like yeah. the, the film is really good in depicting the nitty-gritty of a long-term couple being pissed off of each well, other well, to a point where I actually well, was like, do I want to watch you this? See,
1: you see, what, what it kind of boils down to to me, ignoring the fact that Mark Ruffalo is a man uh, for for a second, yes. and, and assuming that he could have been a woman,
0: yeah.
1: um, he just happens to give Julianne Moore a, the exact thing that she's lacking from her relationship with Annette Benning at that, ex- that exact moment, which is support, really, for what yes. she wants to do.
0: Someone to listen to her without yeah, yeah.
1: judgment. Um, and, and, and that is is enough. And I actually think, you know, quite a lot of affairs occur because of that, in my view. But uh,
0: do you think the film should have had that character being another woman? Well,
1: let's see, as long as... Yeah, I, I do agree with you that... that as long as you don't insinuate that Julianne Moore is doing it because Mark Ruffalo is a man, then then you should be fine. I just don't. I, I agree with you though. I'm not sure the film is, is is entirely doing that
0: clearly enough. Well, that segues quite nicely into the difference between directors. William Wyler, oh. as far as we know, straight white man. Lisa Cholodenko, white, gay, openly gay. I actually, don't know
1: about William Wyler. White man, yes, yeah. straight. Not sure. Oh. I don't know. No idea.
0: Well, that might explain why he wants to make the children's no hour. Maybe so there you go. Maybe the children's hour is all about his crisis about secret yeah, gay. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But anyway, I'm going to say for for the purposes of this, he's a, he's at the very least a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that there is a difference in these two films when you have someone who is of the exact demographic that the film is representing, and to some extent, this is a little bit about Lisa's own story. I've read. I don't know the exact, you know, I wouldn't want to say about the ins and outs of whether anyone had an affair, but she, she, you know, has a long-term relationship with someone and have been with them for a long time and lives in LA and, you know, it, it makes perfect sense to me because the film is so... I think the reason why the film had so many plaudits, is because it, it's really... maybe not stinging, but it's very close to the bone with realism of a relationship... In yeah. my opinion, of a long-term... Yeah. I've never been with someone for 20 years, I well, don't know. yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I think it is. I mean, I think... Uh, it, Whereas
0: William Wyler's, like, it's still believable. Wyler is st- still believ- believable. But there is... I think there is a measurable difference between when this could be your story or when this is a story that you've read to yeah, someone well, else's well, see, this And you I, couldn't possibly ever write... Well, well, this is why I think I The Kids
1: Are I mean. All Right is, is actually a very uh, relatable film, regardless of your... Um, Oh yeah, sexuality. yeah, yeah. J- j- Just because, it, because, just, about just, well, just because, well, just because, at its yeah. heart, it yeah. really is just about a couple that have been together and the, the romance has gone slightly. That's what that that you know, which happens to everybody.
0: So actually, this isn't such a progressive film in a way because we've skipped the part where there's a lesbian narrative and we've gone straight to well, every, well, every man. Well, every I well, I,
1: I, I mean, I, I I I think I I kept asking myself. If you substituted a heterosexual couple into this, does it make a huge difference? To you know, I'm, I'm not so sure it does. I'm, i I I mean, notwithstanding the bit the, the point that we were making about you know Mark Raffler being a man and, and whether that's you know whether that's why you yeah. Notwithstanding that point, yeah. that aside, it could have easily been just a heterosexual couple who had you know maybe one of them maybe one of them wasn't able to have children yeah, or but whatever, that, but that, or that, that, that adopted st- or yeah, something.
0: But the reason why it's so lauded I think is because they're gay the story you just yeah. told me I've seen in lots of other yeah. films
1: but, but it is still a relatable story
0: yeah I know that but I feel like
1: But it's... how many films have you seen where the wife, a, a heterosexual in a heterosexual couple the wife yeah. runs away with a sperm donor of the children I mean it, it's yeah, but
0: that, you can only have that because they're gay
1: um, well, well no actually no, yeah. no, you, could, you, uh... you could do it that way
0: no, you could, okay. Or they were
1: adopted and she runs away with... No, you're right. A... You're right.
0: You, you're right. You, you could do it that way. But, um, yeah, but that, the story's unique. Yeah, which But is, I think mm. there's... You have to balance the scales between what's good for cinema and what's good for gay cinema. And you could say that the failings of the gay narrative are what um, elevates it to become... Oscar nominated. It's a bit like films like Green Book, that, where is, they have a palatable narrative about a discriminatory subject.
1: But is that not is that a bad thing? Why not? Well, just, this is the
0: children's hour is, all over again. Why, or, or, yeah.
1: or why not just tell a story um, and where the you, you know of unfaithfulness in a relationship and the you know the the, the two sort of. You know, family heads yeah. just happen to be the same sex.
0: Because I'll tell you why I've got a hundred percent cast iron answer. Because there aren't very many of those films. If you have the opportunity to tell a lesbian story about this, that is something new and something that can help the LGBTQ yeah. community. If you tell the story you want, that would that that's absolutely fine too. No,
1: no, I'm saying but, I'm but saying why ge- I'm saying why not tell that story.
0: Because I'm saying it might have been better for it to have been a gay story where everyone was gay because that's something you're not getting in mainstream cinema, even today. Is We're just getting round to what it. What do you
1: mean everyone?
0: I mean as in if it was a woman.
1: Right, okay. I'm
0: saying a, a story where someone has an affair where a, a, a heterosexual couple and the man or the woman has an affair with a third party has been told a thousand times on celluloid, But a story where... A happily married, or I don't think they're allowed to be married because it wasn't legal, but a happily partnered couple of 20 years who are gay, mm-hmm. one of them then leaves the other one for another person of the same gender, would be a story that but you don't you... get to see on camera. But
1: aren't you losing the sperm donor element?
0: Well, I'm just saying, we went, we've, we've moved straight to the kids are alright. As if the world is full of lesbian stories, and now we can tell a story that is for everybody.
1: Um, I can, can
0: you tell me a film? Because I'm not sure I can think of one yeah. where there are two women together in a couple, and one leaves them for another couple. I, I oh, Sorry, one one has an affair uh, with another well,
1: woman. No, not on my head. I can't. Yeah. But um, well, yeah. Um, but then, I, then I, I, I think if you're if you're trying to sort of. Be progressive and 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 sort of say you know perfectly normal healthy relationship. Then uh, sort of you, you you take a story that you could. I, I don't see a problem with taking a story that could be substitute for heterosexual and and just having the characters go. I, I don't I don't see a problem with, with that. No, I'm being saying a, a, you know.
0: is this Lisa Chudalenko's problem in the sense that you were complaining earlier r- quite rightly that William Wyler might have set back the cause. Yeah. In the Children's Hour. I'm saying, do we say the same thing for Lisa Jodlenko, who had ample opportunity to make a realistic, funny, very entertaining melodrama, mm-hmm. where all the interested parties were women
1: uh, and, and
0: gay? So there's two, there's two things there, well, there's gender and the sexuality. could,
1: but I, I don't think this necessarily is bad either, doing no, it this way.
0: Well, it, I, I agree. I,
1: but, I mean, my point is I don't think it's regressive to do it this way. If
0: no, I think that's the difference between this and children's hour. You would say that children's hour might be regressive. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Whereas this... But if we're moving the goalposts now, and we're a more progressive world in 2010, which of course we are, and marriage is then... Oh, I don't know when it was legal, actually. it's legalised... Was it before 2010? I don't mm-hmm. know, actually. Anyway, but sure. still, more, more, better than the 60s. Is it now regressive to not tell the narrative totally from a lesbian perspective that it was watered down by the introduction of heterosexuality
1: well mate I, I, I don't know i mean my, my feeling is is that it's um if you could if if you can treat a homosexual relationship with total normality which the kids of all kids are all right sort of does yes. then uh, that's got to be good and um any story that you impose on that, regardless of whether or not you could interchange the sexuality of characters, is, is just a story. And, that, and that's what kind of makes the film thereafter.
0: True, but you're, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it could have been better for the gay community. Well, um... They would maybe have felt more... Represented. I'll I, I tell you. What, um, there's films like Pride that have come out. Like there's there's there, then there's something like Blue is the warmest color. Like there are loads of films we're not going to talk about here because we're going down a very specific mm. path where they've also been considered not Pride but um, Blue is the warmest color. Like regressive in its like you know making an ultimately hypersexual lesbian relationship, which is always the worry when you have a male filmmaker. Having a female filmmaker for me was great because I still felt that, like, you could see sex on screen, but there wasn't the male gaze. Mm. But I remember I was writing notes for this podcast yesterday. Um, I don't think William Wyler has the male gaze. No. No. Which is something very rare for a filmmaker from that long ago. But then again, like, in the children's hour, it's quite easy because you're, there's no sexual element to it.
1: No, that's true.
0: It's an asexual <laughs> film, so maybe you don't need the to... no. But everyone was dressed quite primly, but not in a way where I thought they were deliberately being covered up. Whereas everyone in the Kids Were Alright is dressed very casually. I, I just um I think another positive about the children's hour is that William Wyler was not at least casting a male gazy role on his characters. But ultimately I would like to have more stories about lesbians by lesbian filmmakers.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair enough.
0: You got Anything else you want to say on The Kids Are Alright? No, I mean,
1: I, I, I do think it's a very good film. Um,
0: and you're right that a positive take on this, no matter how it works out ultimately, is that it showed a lesbian couple going through an affair and then coming out the other side and they might be able to carry on, which I'm guessing is not something that's often shown on screen.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I think, again, like, I just think any, any relationship, um, mm. whether it's gay or not, um, if there's um, cheating involved, it might, you might be able to repair the damage, you might
0: not. Yeah, but you're looking at this because you're a very nice, universal person. I'm saying it has to be women, and they have to be gay.
1: Why do they have to because be
0: gay? It, because, not they have to be, but that this isn't shown anywhere. This podcast is about the furthering of women's interests, Mm -hmm. whereas you're at a point already where you're like, this is a story I can relate to because I'm a person. I don't think everyone's as enlightened as you. I think people will think, if you're gay and you don't Mm. see any films with someone like yourself, you may feel like... It's not right to be you because every time, because cinema is such an important part of our it is, but then social I, fabric. Yeah,
1: but I, I just think that if you can normalize a yes. homosexual relationship and say yes, it, it, but you know you're going to have it goes through the same go through the and same downs. the same ups and downs and cheating can happen and so on and so forth. Everyone can relate to it and everyone can relate to it for that reason, which is is and and that's why the ending I think works because everyone can relate to the fact that you just don't know what's going to happen.
0: And that's testament to. The director. Mm.
1: Dearest. There are no accidents.
0: And everything comes full circle. No explanation I offer will satisfy you.
1: You seek resolutions because you're young. But you will understand this one day.
0: You're always the most beautiful woman in the room. Too bad Carol. Tell me you know what you're doing. The next film on our list is from 2015, which is Todd Haynes's Carol. Mm. Um, what did you think of Carol?
1: I think um, it's quite slow-burning, um, uh, Carol. Um, I think not not dissimilar to the Children's Hour, I suppose, in in in, in the sense of dealing with a similar time period. Yeah, yeah. De- dealing with was it nineteen fifties? Probably. Um, I think that's when it's set. Um, and even though it's set in a in a, in, I think it's set in New York, isn't it? Uh, I,
0: or a city, and yeah, C- certainly and,
1: a, a, yeah. a big city of with that nature, yeah of, of
0: which looks cold. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so what you're dealing with here, and it's not an uncommon thing. I've seen this in a film a few times. You're dealing with a um, an underworld, or, or at least it, it's treated that way because it had to be at the time of of uh, a lesbian relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, a lot of a lot of films deal with with undercurrents of things like that happening in the nineteen fifties. A lot, a, lot, a lot of yeah. you know there were a lot of things that just weren't really talked about, and that everyone sort of, sort of knew that was go, that was going on. Um, but the, the film actually reminded me of a little bit in some strange way, and, and it's it actually Revolutionary Road, and, and it's owing to sort of the way that Kate, Kate Winslet in that film sort of reacts against what were established norms at the time. Uh, more than anything else.
0: Yes, you're right, but I can't divorce myself from the fact that those two films have radically different, different endings. Um,
1: yeah, and don't, don't get me... River Road is one of the harshest uh, films I've ever watched. I'm really just referring to <laughs> yes, um, yeah. the fact that we are...
0: A woman being different to what is perceived of a housewife Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: wanting to leave a slightly more... No, no, I know, you know what
0: you're saying. Uh, yeah. ...different <laughs> life to
1: what was not. And, and I think that that's that's, that's really where, where that film sort of comes from and where Carol uh, comes from. Um... It's harsh. It's quite a harsh film in the you way. You think Carol fi- is? Yeah, in, in terms in terms yeah. of the, the way that you know what she has to deal with. Oh yes. Um, uh, di- difficult.
0: Yes. Yeah, so Kate Blanchett as Carol.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, difficult. Uh, but um, very well made, very well acted. Um, I, I do think Kate Blanchett is very good in it. Um,
0: I think they're both
1: are. I think R- they really Mara. Yeah. I mean. It's sort of plain face, kind of... Um, Do you know what I'm going to say? What? What's
0: the similarity between all three of these films? What's that? There's a character who's a little bit confused. And that's Rooney Mara's <laughs> that's Rooney Mara. character, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Although she becomes less and less confused as Well the, the film goes
1: well, on. The, it's perceived... It, it, the percep- She
0: basically then says, I'm gay.
1: So well, well the, <laughs> I the, liked the, that. the perception is that she tries to sort of almost... Um, marry her way out of not being gay at some point in the film but, but then realizes that that's not really going to work and, and then sort of uh, you know yeah and then, the point.
0: and there's a comparison as well that we should mention um which i think yes which only comes up in this film and doesn't come up in the kids are all right and doesn't come up in the children's hour really which is class i think there's also and money i think carol very much talks about how financially if you can't get on you are forced into these gender and and sexual roles that aren't true to yourself because otherwise you cannot live in the world the, the impression i got um what's she called therese the the impression i got with therese is that she wanted to marry that guy because, like you said, she wanted to get married and she thought that was the thing to do. Yeah. And also, he was I think he was slightly more well-to-do than her, or worldly than her. She didn't seem to have a family. She's a very interesting character. You don't know much about her backstory, but that you get the impression it's not very positive. Mm. And whereas Carol herself is stuck in her now loveless, potentially wasn't all, um, all the way through, but with her husband, Hodge, played by Carl Ch- Chandler, um, and she's stuck there because of this responsibility she has for her daughter and they could be taken away from her and also because of the nice life yeah. she lives, which it, it it's never insinuated she wouldn't have any money because they're going through a divorce. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, um, it's
0: certainly... Th- there's a class issue. She'd be shunned from their social group.
1: Uh, yes. If the truth um, of her being gay came out. I, I, I think... Well, whilst, well, yes. I mean, I do agree that there is a class element to it. I think... A far bigger element to it is um, them being shunned for being lesbians, quite frankly, Um, in 1950s society. Uh, No matter what class you were in. Yeah, regardless of class, because they both encounter a tremendous amount of resistance within within their social circles to this. Um,
0: Well, the thing is, Therese doesn't really have any friends who aren't men. So she doesn't know of any, like, you know, even closeted lesbian groups. And Carol has her, um, you know, her best friend who she grew up with. They're, they're almost like, there is such a comparison with the children's hour, yeah. isn't there, with that that relationship, um, which doesn't quite work out. And, and we get the impression that they were driven apart, by yeah. society and the husband. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there is a, there is a, a fundamental lack of resources that makes both women feel like there are very few people like them when in yeah. fact they're in the same city, at least.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think where, where it probably is not dissimilar to the Children's Hour as well is this idea of, 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 a, of a, there being a morality line uh, which they yeah. apparently have crossed. And that really disenfranchises them in, in terms of what, they, you know, what their future could actually hold. And even though, you, you know, in, in, in the end... Well, one assumes that they do make a go of it because they they appear to. Um, oh, I think you're, you're, it has a very they're happy left, They're left staring at each other, and you do you are led yeah. to believe, okay, fine. Yeah. You, you, you do wonder. Well, is it what what where are they going to go? What kind of life is this going to be? I, I'd you know you'd love for them to be just you know in, involved in some sort of weird beatnik community mm. that, that that's the way I see it. They all just start wearing berets and hanging out with. Um, well, M- you know, Broody Jack Kerouac and whatnot. A, yeah, had um, a weird hat on. To sign. Um, and there is an element of that that made me think well good job they were in New York City or assuming it is New York City and, yes. and, and not I don't know yeah. somewhere somewhere else. out in the sticks like yeah. the
0: children's house what I would say though is that at the bit at the end where Carol says come and meet my friends I'm sure you'll like them they'll like you I expected them to be other women yeah but they're not they're like this couple mm. this heterosexual, well I presume heterosexual couple they could just all be friends but the impression I got from the table arrangements is that it was a group of people that looked more like the you know the the social class of people that that Carol was hanging out with with Carl Chandler, um, and I was like, is she, is this a commentary on that there are straight allies in Carol's group?
1: Possibly. Or
0: or would she be introducing Therese as her friend? Possibly. Not her girlfriend. Possibly. I never knew. I thought it was really interesting because it's kind of again that's ambiguous, but in a in a more positive I've, light. I've,
1: I've, I I think. I'm interesting to hear you say that because mm-hmm. the impression I got from both is that both, both, Kate Blanchet and mm-hmm. um, Rooney Mara were within their social, their respective social circles, effectively totally isolated. Um, as they in, weren't out. Yeah. as in Well, she
0: had. I um, her best. Friend. Oh, well, yeah. Carol okay. Had her Carol
1: had, a, had had a best friend. Yeah. And, but but that, then she seemed to was, have been shunned it, from the. But it was money. it was yeah. all very 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 kept kept very yes. tight lipped, um, and that, that that regardless of their feelings that they were going to have to keep it totally secret no matter what. And I think that that, that really came through in that film uh, in, in a way that it's like the opposite the kids are alright where everything's just sort of out in the open and yes. everyone's cool with it this is the exact opposite where nothing's out in the open and nobody's cool with true, it true
0: but the difference is or, or certainly not on the surface but the difference between this and the children's hour is that they, their love was stronger than the cultural oppression they suffered and the children's hour very much was like I cannot live with myself being other than what is considered normal so I think that's why this is such an important step forward, especially because, if you know anything about Todd Haynes's films, he's mellowing a bit now. A lot of his previous films are really depressing and don't end well. They're very much about affairs or people doing things they shouldn't be doing and are acting outside of their, you know, period of the time. Um, I just remember when this came out, I saw it at the cinema, um, at the time, people were... I just remember coming out of the cinema thinking, oh my God, I was... Because it's it's based... We should say that it's based on a book by Patricia Highsmith, which um, I was reading up about. She didn't actually put her name to it until 1990. And no. she wrote it in, I think, the 50s. And she died in 1992. So it was clearly a thing where she was becoming happier with herself. But she had it under a pen name. She, I think she'd written The Talented Mr. Ripley and lots of other stuff. She's done loads of great stuff, Patricia Highsmith, of a thriller crime nature, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but this was under a pen name and did really, really well, because it was seen as so realistic and fascinating, and, and, the, and the, the film is very close to the book, within reason, um, but all the way through, especially because of the score as well, I keep thinking it's a thriller, and there's a gun in it at one point, <laughs> yeah. and it's very much put in this kind of noir sense, but the crime is the clandestine being gay, isn't it? And then you just think all the way through, if it was a Hitchcock film, you're like, one or two of these women are dying by the end of this, maybe not by their own hand. Mm. And then for it to end like that, I think it's actually kind of, it's like a private joke that Todd Haynes has, where he's like, I'm going to lead you down this path, and then guess what? This is actually going to be a positive ending. That's how I took it. I was All the way through, I just thought, it's such a thriller, noir vibe. That's Did you quite, feel it?
1: Well, I don't know about... I mean, Not but, as much as me. No, I mean, there it, it, it was a gun. Yeah. But, and um, the music? You don't
0: know, think the music was very sad? Um, that score is particularly depressing. It just felt
1: like a, 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 a drama to me, and, and um, a good drama, mm. but a drama nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think to me it was more more just about I was a bit surprised by the ending actually because it, it was more just about about this almost forbidden love idea um and i I kind of had a strong suspicion um that it would end in tears that they yes. wouldn't be able to see each other,
0: which it kind of does and then it doesn't it, it
1: kind of doesn't doesn't but it yeah. it's upbeat at the yeah. a, in the final analysis mm-hmm. to say, you know we can do this, there mm-hmm. is a future here, and mm-hmm. we can make this work. Um, what, what kind of life it's going to be? I'm, I'm no idea. Um, but you know, the '60s were only, you know, fifteen years away or whatever you when know, this was made. So,
0: well, uh, uh... also it's the same as the kids are all right. The, the 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 difference is they've made a choice to be together, a more obvious choice, I think, in Carol than the kids are all right. So you go into it thinking, well, they have one another. They, yeah, they've got a yeah, better go yeah. of it than saying I, I, I,
1: I think I would feel. It is a it is a nice but I, I think I would feel a bit more positive if I was confident that there was a world that they could be that they could live in where things wouldn't be so hard, shall we say. Yeah.
0: Um
1: a, a kids are all right style world where yes. it would just be a relatively normal life. Well,
0: hopefully. But, but but that's what I think is so but, positive but, about but,
1: but, it. But I, but I, yeah, well that's good. Love conquers all. Yeah, and that's good. Um but I I, I think it was there was a tinge of sadness, I thought where well, I thought mm. You know, yeah. I, I, it's going to be so hard for you. Um, but
0: Which is good in a way, though. To feel well, that way... Yeah, and, and I
1: agree. Love does conquer all you go for right, it. No,
0: not just that, but it, it shows how far we have progressed. Because to feel that sadness is to know that nowadays we Consider it absolutely socially unacceptable, yeah. Some, or you know, the whole world doesn't, but you know, much greater. But I think, percentage I, think
1: I think the the level of if, if I don't know, early 50s, shall we say it was set? I don't, I don't know, 50s, I, I'm yeah. There, let's with. say early 50s. Um, by the late 60s, although I, I, I although, um, I think still carried a significant stigma, mm. um. There was um, a significant sort of a group of people that you could have sort of hung around yeah. and made a life yourself would have been a, bit, a bit, bit more complete. It's better if you've got some I think, money. I, I, I just I had this awful feeling of like, oh, my God, it, how hard a life being so isolated. Well, we
0: haven't even really talked about the worst thing in the film. And it's like, Carl Chandler is is so nice to look at. He's got such a lovely face and he's such a good actor that he makes a character who is absolutely disgusting. I don't know... In The Kids Are All Right, Mark is a bit naughty, bit of a lad, but ultimately you really like him because he's so chill. Mm. In The Children's Hour, James Garner is a properly stand-up citizen and is very nice to both the girls mm. and like yes okay maybe he's homophobic but it's it's like he's no no better or worse than anybody else in that film because it's all about what the social norms were and i in fact i think he's better than what a lot of men would be in that film uh, the, Cole chandler's character is is an absolute pig really he denies Carol, her right to her seeing her child, and will out her in society and legally, which goodness knows what that could. They, they never say it, but could have involved prison. I'm guessing if it's illegal to be gay, Possibly. he he wiretaps her. He, you know, does he? He he's brutish. He's not really aggressive in a sense that he doesn't push her around or anything, but he's very much the alpha male character of the time. I think it's just testament to his performance that, like, he gets away with it because to do that to another character, to a mother, take them away from their child and make society potentially shun yeah, them he, I think, for their sexuality is is disgusting. Yeah, I,
1: I think I think part of the the part of the, his character arc is one of um, wanting the perfect life. Um, um, well,
0: no, he. he her, yeah, and she probably yeah. led him to believe she was straight.
1: Well, no, but he, want, he wanting the perfect life, wanting wanting the wife, wanting the child, and, and unfortunately, her being gay doesn't really fit into that. So, well, it, it, also, I think she had an affair um, with Sarah Blythe's so, character. Uh, so much of it, much of it, much of him is much of his character arc is driven by sort of um, bitterness about that. I, I would suspect. Um, yeah, but he's, I, I and, and he goes too far. He does do a lot of things which are yeah. are, are pretty nasty. Um... there's
0: also something about homophobia as well is the complications in relationships when it's someone you know you know we have this idea that stereotypes and prejudices often come about particularly like let's say um in uh geographically people on the coast are, are less likely to be discriminative against certain groups than people in more rural areas in the central of a country because they don't have experience of interacting with someone of mm. you know a different race or different persuasion of some notion well um hard is like wrestling with the fact that he loves carol and still wants to be with her he doesn't seem to ever be disgusted by her being gay i don't care if she loves someone else who's of a different gender i'm not homophobic i just want her to be well i think
1: there's with me he's he's doing that thing that often happens uh, when relationships break down which is uh your reaction to seeing that person drift away from you is to try and uh, gri- hold on more tightly yeah. um, and of course that just drives them further away and then you you grip up even tighter and they get further and, that, and, that, and, and that, the grip
0: is painful yeah and that's
1: and that's the you know <laughs> yeah. um, um that, that that's just that that's just his the, the road he's going on basically he thinks that if he just hangs on for dear life, he can still make this work. Uh, in reality, it, you know, it's, it's, of course it's never go- going to, but he doesn't really know when to stop as well.
0: No, say. you do feel sympathy for him. It's testament to Haynes' work that he's a really horrid character if you just see it written down. But on the screen, you do feel sympathy for him, well, even though you want well, Carolyn Therese to be I, together. And I
1: think the reason why is... is, is, is yeah kind of what we was saying which is which is that he does love her uh, and but there's nothing less attractive than someone you know um you know just holding on too tight
0: yeah but also denying her sexuality well yeah and i think that's the issue that i have and um, a couple of things so next um the film is known for lots of like glances and the fact that so much cannot be said between them
1: Yeah, I did wonder about that. public. I did wonder about that, particularly yeah. the, 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 the scene where they first meet in the, in the uh, toy shop or the department, the toy, toy department of a bigger shop or whatever like, it is. But,
0: uh, this is the name of it. I just think Hamley's, but it's not. Yeah. Or uh, FAO Schwartz. And it is it, literally
1: just a glance, isn't it?
0: But it's enough to make you think, it's an I fancy you glance. <laughs> well, is it? Is it enough? Well, I don't know. Why did you bring it up?
1: Um, because, because I always think to myself, um... I, I I just don't I just don't know whether that's ever enough. Um, but there you are.
0: What do you mean enough for what?
1: Well, a glance at someone. Yeah. Um, like you, you, make eye contact with them for how long? Two seconds, three seconds? Yeah, before...
0: but it's different for if you're gay and you're not allowed to be because one, you're like I I find you attractive, which I think if anyone looks at someone for too long in that way. Do you know what I mean? Someone's going to realise. But But secondly, they're not allowed to... Well, I don't know. I'm not saying I've got the moratorium on what's a sexy... But everyone knows when someone's looking at them, I believe, in a way that's like, I fancy you. Normally it's because there's a social setting. It's not necessarily in a toy shop. I get that. But the second thing I wanted (laughs) to say is that when you live in a world where you're not allowed to feel those feelings... So that glance has to say so much more. Which I don't think it does. I don't think they even know they fancy each other. Well, Carol probably fancies her. Just looking at her aesthetically is like, she looks attractive. She doesn't need to know whether she's straight or gay at the time because she's just checking someone out like do you know what I mean if an attractive person walks down the street the URI or I may may look out look at of the opposite sex you know what? The, I don't know what that person's sexuality maybe it's is. just a
1: difference in the way that um relationships were formed in the 1950s or the, the, the way they are now I suppose well maybe that's what it is for me Um, But do you
0: mean between gay people? No, I think between
1: anybody. I think it was a man and woman. You've still got the same issue, which is a glance may not be enough.
0: Yeah, but you don't see any of those relationships happening in Carol. They're already established. The Carol is about the the covert establishment of a relationship that two people shouldn't be having in accordance with society of the time. Um, Therese is already semi-engaged to her boyfriend. We don't know how he picked her up. We do know there's the guy that kisses her, the Mm. writer at the Times. And if I remember rightly, she is... How I see it on camera, I wouldn't want to, like, you know, cast aspersions, she seems to be receptive to the kiss, Therese, which I think is Todd saying... This is a person who is confused and doesn't like the life the way she is, but it doesn't necessarily mean at this point in time she's decided she is gay or, or, you know, gay, not bisexual. But then she pushes him away. But if I remember rightly, it's not because she's saying I like women, it's because she's saying she's engaged to someone else.
1: Well, yeah, I think so.
0: Whereas everything she has to do with Carol, except when they're alone, has well, to be through the... Gay communication of the time, which could never be as overt as a guy going up to go and going, You look That's Yeah, I,
1: I agree, but I, I, I also just wonder how much you can communicate that way. Um,
0: well, I think Todd Haynes does a good job because even we remember, we well, both remember well, that first Yeah, thing. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, and, and uh, you, you, you're probably right in, the, in as much as that may, that may be the only way that it mm-hmm. can happen, but at the same time, I, I always think. As a viewer, I think you're asking me to believe in a lot. There, you basically but it's are. It's
0: established through the film. You're, right? you're
1: asking me to a certain extent to believe in a sort of love at first sight kind of concept.
0: Attraction. At
1: um, first sight. and I'm a bit kind of like.
0: Uh. But hang on a minute! No, no, no! That's because you're. I'm not sure I agree that they fa- they, that they love each other at first. No, not not love, not, watch... not love,
1: not necessarily, but interested straight away. Um, but you
0: don't look at a girl down the street and think she's attractive. I I
1: I, I don't. I,
0: Is it not the same? I thing? think I
1: think a three second glance isn't isn't going to be enough.
0: Well, yeah, but then there's I, that I, whole either sequence either for <laughs> either for
1: that person to to be interested in me or for me to be interested in them. You know what I mean? I, I think it's going to have to I be a don't more. Think
0: the um, have that either but they just it's enough to engineer the next step It oh, is. I it left is my gla- gloves did she leave them deliberately oh, I think she did uh, well, maybe 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 we maybe, maybe yeah. yeah
1: um but um, yeah I, I don't know i i, I, I I think it I I, was, I I just always think that it's 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 a slight stretch for me. But
0: I, I actually don't think you got the point I was making, because it wasn't actually about at uh. first glance, it was about all the way through the film, how there's a lot of them looking in mirrors, there's a lot of them looking at each other, there's a lot of them I read some critique which said that they were in separate one shots, well, and then eventually as they Get stronger in their feelings. They're in two shots, and they can be together.
1: They, there's a lot of. I um, like the way that
0: he gradually yeah, brings yeah. them together in a way that society. They could get around yeah, the and it's wrong. smart. It's smart film. Yeah. I, I,
1: I did notice that. Yeah. yeah, and and I think the other thing that he does as well is a lot of framing going on. Yes.
0: Um Well, she's a photographer as well, so he's kind yeah, of using to Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think yeah. that that
1: was that was a definite plot yes. point of almost trying That's to nice. create sort yeah, of frames a and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think frames. Have you ever seen any sort of like um. Fassbinder films. Um, he, he does a lot of this, where he frames things, um, you know, through windows or, or, or shots through mirrors and things yeah. like this. So there's always a framer. Let everything. me
0: let me tell the listeners that you're doing that wanky thing where you make a square. With well, square yeah, bones. yeah. Well, I am. I'm a filmmaker. Got to do it. Got to do it. Yeah, yeah. You can um,
1: it. And, I, and I think in the case of Carol, that this is this. The, the way I re- read that mm-hmm. is a sort of it's it's like they're in a box that they're they're constrained by the boundaries of the frame, so to speak.
0: As, as it's a, a me- metaphor. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's a, re- a metaphor <laughs> for, you know, being yeah. constrained yeah. by society. Yeah, but
0: to give Haynes some credit, I don't think he does it in a way which is... Um, no, it's
1: fine, it's te- fine.
0: Taking you away from the no, I find No, I, I, I
1: think it's a technical choice that you make and uh, perfectly reasonable. Um, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it at all.
0: So I believe that Haynes is uh, gay and, you know openly gay, and see that 's the thing you see we don't say openly straight, do we, or even in the linguistics we use now it 's ridiculous that we had said that he 's gay Patricia Highsmith gay was it
1: David Bowie said he was a closet heterosexual, yeah,
0: yeah, so we have here when you do have lesbian cinema, it seems to me that naturally you have more feel oh, oh, high quality lesbian cinema i 'm not going to get into any like you know the soft porn kind of aspects of things where the male gaze is employed. Todd Haynes is also a man And is not employing the male gaze There is I thought about it actually Because a film that We're not really going to talk about Because you haven't seen it But I have is Ammonite mm-hmm. And it's a uh, It's it's not primarily But part of the plot Is a gay love story Between Kate Winslet's character And Saoirse Ronan's character Now I um, came it plays a real per I think they all play real people and nobody knows the sexuality of that character and the filmmaker is gay and he wanted to make her gay because you know he what he didn't think it was anything detrimental, you know, to say we don't know what her sexuality is. So we're gonna make a, a portrayal of her life and we're gonna suggest that she falls in love with Sershayna's character. I and mean, there's some sex scenes in that film which I was not comfortable watching at all because even though he was a gay filmmaker, um and I feel terrible because I've forgotten his name, um, he, I still felt like it was male gazy. I still think it was hyper sexual, mm, yeah. but in a for the benefit of a male viewer. Oh, okay. That's my personal opinion. Just because comparing this to um, Carol, and to be honest, I'm not a prude, but I, I find very few sex scenes comfortable to watch because it seems contrived. I I, I love seeing naked bodies on screen. I'm absolutely fine with that, but sexually, what, really. I, so, which bit?
1: The se- the sexual bodies on screen.
0: No, I like seeing naked bodies oh, on, na- screen. Oh, on screen. No, no, that. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see realistic nakedness. For example, you know, a woman in the bath, which is what happens in. The kids are all right. You see Julianne Moore's nipples when she's in the bath, but it's very briefly done. And the whole thing is not, you know, it's a female director, so it's literally a female gaze. Um, But she's gay. She could be making it sexual. And for me, I didn't feel like it was. Like everyone has their own opinion. This is my specific opinion of that scene. Whereas the sex scene in Carol. Oh, I'm, I'm torn because I think it was beautiful and I don't think it um, lingered on any nipples too long or anything like that and I felt it was very realistic but I also feel like and this is just my conditioning anytime there is a sex scene between two women on screen it can be used for titillation of straight men so that's why. This goes to the narrative, which I will reinstate for the end of the po- or the, this part of the podcast, which is that we are two straight people talking about this. Mm. And I'm only talking about my own point of view. And as a straight person, I'm probably thinking, oh, that's something for straight men to enjoy. Because I didn't, I didn't hate it. I just still... And th- they needed to have that scene, didn't they? Because they have been building up to it with stupid glances.
1: Yeah, I think three they did. quarters
0: of the I think it's very well movie. done. Scene. Actually. Did you find it titillating?
1: No, not really. I think some scenes are just kind of very um, loving in nature.
0: And you felt it was a loving expression.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. To be honest with you, it, it it reminded me a little bit of of the of that one from Mul, uh, Mulholland Drive. But I, I did find that the, the, the sort of sex scene in that film to be mm. incredibly sort of emotional and loving. I think it was very sort of well constructed and built up. You could really you could really feel it.
0: The kids are all right and Carol both they do obviously pass the Beckdale test in many places, but they do all the characters do spend a lot of time talking about men. What I enjoyed about Carol is that she had a daughter. That makes life much easier for passing the Beckdale test. When you're talking about your child all the time, <laughs> yeah. make him a little girl and yeah, life's there you go. easier. Easy. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was a beautiful film and I've heard very little in terms of people from the gay community not liking it. I think it was roundly revered mm. in a way the kids are all right and certainly not the children's hour
1: yeah. were. Not really a, there's, not, there's very little not to like about Carol. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just a very well-made film, very well-acted and very compelling story. Good morning, Miss Peterson. I'm sorry to disturb you so early. The court has ruled that you require assistance in taking care of yourself. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm afraid it's not up to you to decide. The court has appointed me to be your legal guardian. What? Huh? You have to come with me. And remember, I'm here to help. My name is Marla Grayson. I'm just someone who cares.
0: So lastly, I want to talk about a film that came out literally a week ago. So 2021, which is, I've now learned 60 years since The Children's Hour came out. And it's because I think this shows something which we finally reached in cinema, which is the incidental nature of the sexuality of the characters. The film is I Care A Lot which is by a director called Jay Blakeson. And can I... Or do you want yeah, to tell your story? Ahead. No. Uh, Nick went to school with Jay Blakeson, but I don't think you're friends anymore, and that's like... You need to start well, I was developing only, that uh, friendship. He was,
1: I, I knew who he was at school. I, I wouldn't call it... I wouldn't say I was a, fr- you weren't best a, a friends. friend, but I knew who he was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't bring this out of cocktail parties, Carol no, style. No, I don't no. think so. Okay, so uh, you knew him, and we did some digging, and I'm not 100% sure... But it is relevant to this podcast. We're not 100% sure on Jay Blakeson's sexuality because he keeps his cards close to his te- chest. However, it, two of his main characters in I Care A Lot... I've already ruined it. Spoiler alert, are gay. It's not really part of the story, but still. Um, and uh, you mentioned to me that in another film he made...
1: Disappearance of Alice Creed. Same thing, really. Uh, male characters this time. Um... Uh, they are also gay.
0: Yeah, and you find this out...
1: It's, it's, form- it's, it's, a, it's In a, The
0: Disappearance of Alice Creed, it's, it's it just a, suddenly hits you Yeah, it's a, it's no a
1: big kind of reveal yeah. moment in yes. this Disappearance of Alice Creed. Whereas I think in um, I Care A Lot, it's uh, pretty much hinted at from the word go. But... And
0: if I remember a little bit about The Disappearance of Alice Creed, I think they were making out. up. There was a lot of improvising. So it wouldn't surprise me if he just said, what if this was a good idea? Which would make more sense that they didn't lay any groundwork.
1: Uh, possibly.
0: I've made it sound like, no, you two boys kiss (laughs) and I'll take a picture. That's not what I meant. But anyway, I care a lot. Rosamund Pike is in a relationship and kind of her, sort of a business partner as well in her dodgy care business is a character, who I can't remember what her name is, uh, played by Isaac Gonzalez. And I thought it was really interesting that... You could basically tell that they were in a couple from the start. Yeah, I think, I think there was it, a lot yeah. more signalling.
1: Absolutely, yeah. But
0: there was definitely an idea that they were confident within both their relationship, their sexuality, and who they were as women in society. Like, you know, they, they don't give a fuck, basically, about they're not little women in any way. Yeah. Which, you know, is part of a lesbian narrative, but also is put on screen in that way that they're characters who are gay and so therefore, yes, you can be gay and you can be, you know, a soft person who won't hit someone else over the head with a crowbar or also, the sexuality is not necessarily the cause of that behaviour but it's a nice informing of their characters and also, at later points in the movie, when bad things happen to them it also gives them a you know, a reason to care so much about each other yeah. is because they're not just business partners mm-hmm. they're life partners what did you think about the depiction of their sexuality and I care a lot
1: um well they're just a gay couple that's all it really is so you is.
0: think it, 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 which was the point I'm making yeah. yeah I
1: don't think there's anything more to it than that I, 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 I think you're I, I find myself asking in all in all in all of the whenever I see this is, is if you what if you swapped it around what, what if you if you put a man in there does it change anything
0: well, it would have been interesting if the man, if a man was the Isa González character for another reason, nothing to do with sexuality. Which is, she, you know, my criticism of the film is that González's character is quite underwritten. She's on screen for quite a lot, and I don't think she does enough in my opinion um as in and I blame your friend Jay Blake for that mm-hmm. not because no, he wrote the script as well as directed um and 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 not anything else if you'd have had a man as that co-worker Rosamund Pike's character would have been the alpha in the relationship and they would have been the person they're looking after mm. and that would have been revelatory in itself yeah where she has to look after them and she beats the bad guys or what have yeah. or the enemy to protect them, whereas you don't really you don't really see a woman protecting a man you know in a in an equal status relationship, so I suppose them being gay actually made that easier because whether a woman is gay sh- straight by whatever she is um there's still a narrative in society that she is um weaker
1: Yeah, they th- they were just. Um, really, conspirators in crime is all is, is all it really amounts to. I, I, I do, and outlook. I, I think I think I do agree that her character that, um, is underwritten. I, I do agree yeah. with that. Um, but also, I, I again without going into plot details, mm-hmm. um, there, there are there are several instances in which their relationship could have been exploited for plot purposes. Um, and, uh, or, or, and, or, and
0: they could have exploited their relationship and, and, and yes. wasn't
1: yes. Um, and, and I think I think that was a bit disappointing in, mm. in some respects um,
0: oh why
1: well because I because I think um, it it is a potential well in any relationship it's a potential weak spot and and it wasn't really sort of properly.
0: I, I don't understand what you're well, saying. Well,
1: what, 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 what I'm getting at is it, <laughs> when. All
0: right, Carol. Get when to the something point. <laughs> when something
1: bad when, when something bad is going when a crime is being committed yes. and when there are bad people involved, one of the ways that you can that films often use to get something to happen is you kidnap someone that they love yes. and you and. You, know, you you used it as a plot drive, But
0: they did do that.
1: Not, not they really. They hit her over the head with a yeah, crowbar But, but then and then left it. And then left it.
0: Well, that, again, it, it, is, it's, is about the quality of the it, film. That,
1: that, that, doesn't, that doesn't do anything. Um, I, I, I think she could have been... Um, Leverage. Leveraged a lot more into the plot right, as, as an effective yes. device. Okay, no, I understand Which what you're saying. Which would have solved the problem of her being underwritten. I think that was part of the problem. Yeah. Um, I also think she might have been in in a bit more opposition to to Rosamund Pike. Um, I think just as a sort of.
0: There were definitely a few glances, but there was never a conversation. N- well, yeah, I, she I, I mean, didn't want to run away. At one point, they want to run away. I, I,
1: I think you've got to be careful when you create two characters that are more or less doing the same thing, and ask yourself why you've got two characters that are doing more or less the same thing. I think if you, you, you've got to well, separ-
0: they're Bonnie and Clyde, aren't well, they?
1: Well, yeah, but you've got to separate it. Bonnie and Clyde. But Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde insinuates two people of equal status committing a crime. That wasn't the case in that film. It was all about Rosmond Pike.
0: But that's because of the way... The film was centred. That wasn't necessarily how I felt about Gonzalez's character. Mm. I still felt she felt basically the same. I mean,
1: if there is a Bonnie and Clyde in that film, it's really Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage is, is the comparison. Well,
0: though. yes, and we don't want to say too much else about, without plot spoilers, but I think that's a slightly different question, which is that the, the positives of I Care A Lot are that... The gay relationship is not in any way derogatory or treated badly by anyone in the film in any way. It's just part of the film. It's not really part of the plot. Yeah. The negatives of that is yes, it was an, is it is isn't exploited within the plot, which is a positive or negative depending on how. I think you're right. You I, no, I think it. you're absolutely
1: right that it yeah. is a failing of. Of screenwriting and directing, yeah. rather than it is. Um I'm um, sorry, Jay. I should say. I mean, I, I, <laughs> he I, listens to I,
0: this. He's definitely listening. to I did this.
1: actually quite like the film, and I liked this Prince Valiant crew as well. I just want to say. <laughs> um, not sure about the fifth wave, though. I have to say. Yeah. Well.
0: The, 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 uh, yeah. We're not going to uh, litigate on his career. <laughs> um, but the 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 negative side of this is that. Gonzalez's character in I Care A Lot is the only character we've discussed in all four films who's uh, underwritten. So it's all fine and well saying, oh, it's incidental that she's gay. But if the character gets very little to do, then, again, you've lost an opportunity. Well, you have.
1: I, I, I mean, again... The old experiment. I just put put a man in that role. Does it make a difference? Probably not. Actually, but you you've still got the same problem, which is underwritten.
0: It wouldn't. It wouldn't have helped uh, the lesbian side of things. If you had put a man in, in there, it would have actually helped female empowerment mm. on a heterosexual side. This is the. The you know the the blessing and a curse of intersectionality, which is something can be good for women, but only be good for straight women, mm. white women. Something can be good for the gay community, but it only ends up being good for the male gay community. That what is what I wanted to interrogate in these films. Mm. How positive a message do they show for those who Id- identify as? lesbian or bi who are women
1: depends which film it is
0: i think all four of them say something and i'd rather there were films that said something even something we don't agree with now because i still feel like it's better to have the conversation but i think that carol is the best example of positive portrayal of a loving lesbian relationship. Well, uh, yes. Not of society.
1: Yes. Um...
0: I Care A Lot is the best example of a film where no one gives a toss of the sexuality of the characters.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair enough. Um...
0: So we have. We're in 2021 and we've gotten to a place of enlightenment in one way, but we still have quite a long way to go.
1: Uh, I, think, I think, yeah, I... I... Well, what's notable is, is, that, is that they're made recently. And when I say recently, I'm really talking about any time in the last forty, fifty years. It, it, I, I think anything pre nineteen sixty seven, New Hollywood, mm. that would be. Um, I think you're going to encounter problems.
0: But from from twenty ten up to twenty twenty one, we haven't solved the problem no, no, of lesbianism no, no, on no, screen.
1: No. I I I I don't think you've solved, not necessarily, but you, you can at least claim that there's a progression. Yeah. Um. I'm. That's the thing. It, 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 it would be a bit like making... As I said before, right at the start, it would be a bit like making a film now that was overtly racist and then trying to say, I've made it so that you can all have a conversation. And I'm like, nah, I, I don't think so. It just doesn't stack up to me as an argument.
0: So I think we should end this podcast, like Carol, on a positive note. Although there is still a way to go, I look forward to seeing more films by women, about women either focused on the sexuality of the women or including the sexuality of the women which is not necessarily heterosexual and that being incidental to the plot and not the entire plot yeah thanks thank you